Recorded from the Mesa Gilbert line in Arizona, here's Pawson J. Healy. On this week's episode of Hairdo Uncut, we talk about what it takes to find the right stylist, and we talk about trusting a hairstylist as your hair professional. So, let's go. Yes! Thank you, thank you, thank you, hairdoers, for listening to our show and adding it to your repertoire of podcasts. Ways that you can connect with our podcast, you can always go to our inbox, email the show, hairdouncut at gmail.com. You can always uh, connect with us on Twitter through the hashtag hairdomesa. Uh, we also follow that hashtag on Instagram and on Facebook, so you can definitely go on either of those platforms, but if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at Hairdo Mesa or at Paulson J. Healy, which is myself. And on Instagram, we are at hair underscore D-O underscore salon, and I am at Paulson J. Healy. Before we get started, I want to start with this. For those who have been in that dreaded dating pool, or maybe you're in that dreaded dating pool, and my heart goes out to you, remember that first date when... Whether it's not like you're obviously your very, very, very first date, but the first date with a certain person. Maybe it was a blind date. Maybe you knew each other. Maybe similar friends. You remember that? The, you know, the anticipation, the stress around what to wear, how your hair was supposed to be. When you're out on the date, it doesn't matter exactly what you did on the date. You could have just gone for dinner. You could have gone for a, a, an activity, a concert, whatever it may be. But you could tell that it was a really, 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 really good date or it was a really, 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 really bad date and that there was not going to be another one or that there was going to be another one clearly, right? It was easy to tell, you know? Maybe for, from like a bad standpoint, maybe the guy talked too much about himself. Maybe she had a toothpicking habit, right? Gross. Uh, maybe he or she was too handsy and presumptuous, right? Maybe he was not chivalrous. I know that there's a lot of women out there that uh, find their partner, whether it's a guy or a girl, to be chival- chivalrous. It was easy to tell a bad date, black, white, good, bad. But those gray dates where he was kind or she was nice, there was good conversation, you laughed, the food was good, the dancing was great, the music was great. You know, maybe there were some physical sparks. Eh? <laughs> you go on a few dates, and after a few dates, truth comes out. You can't handle his obsessive compulsiveness. Maybe that person was a terrible kisser. Maybe she had anger issues. Maybe he is dating someone else as well as you, and you're not cool with that. It doesn't matter. But you had a few good dates and maybe you found some things that you saw in that person that you did not want in the next person you dated. It's a journey. Just like everything that we do in life, it's just a journey. As much as, you know, you know, as much as we want it to be different, it's just not. And seeing a new stylist is the same thing. As much as we want to eliminate all the previous bad experiences, stylists or partners, doesn't matter, that we quote-unquote wasted time with, but it's impossible. Like I said, it's a journey. I don't care if 
from a dating standpoint, what Tinder or Bumble or eHarmony, whatever the single dating service says, most of us take a few tries to figure out if it's a match or not. Because most of us sit in a gray area. You know, we put on a brave face. We want to be nice on that first date. We want to make a, a positive first impression. And maybe it's not immediate sparks, but, you know, it was, it was a good date and it warranted another date and maybe even another date. But it's the same thing, like I said, with your stylist. And most stylists, it takes them generally about three times to really get to know you and your hair and its tendencies and its nooks and crannies and all that. Now, there are times that it's a slam dunk, so don't get me wrong. There, is, there, there are times when you, know, you go on that date and that person is just amazing. Everything that they did, and it was natural. It wasn't like an unnatural, there wasn't any unnaturalness about it. Like They were just, they were nice. You could tell that it was, it was easy for them to do that. It's part of their character. But it's rare to have that first date be such a, such a high. And from this analogy, we need to give a stylist, you as a client need to give a stylist a couple tries. In this world of Instagram and Instagram and Insta gratification, right? We want to make sure that, you know, that there's some way to... We're trying to hedge against this. We're trying to expect somebody to be a slam dunk every time, and it's just it's just going to be too rare. And I know what happens. You know, you go to a you go to a, a stylist, and maybe the haircut's not great. Maybe it's it's fine. You know, that person was professional, and the haircut was pretty good. It wasn't the worst. Then you go to Facebook, and you're like, I really don't like my haircut. I need another stylist. Tell me, somebody suggest somebody to me. And what happens? 40 of your friends. All 40 different stylists or whatever, salons. And you're supposed to choose from that and cross your fingers, hope it's the right one. Right? I, I watch. I watch so many people do that. Hey, I'm looking for a new hair place. Hey, I'm looking for a new stylist. What suggestions do you have for me? It's just, and there's this constant, like there's so many people that come into hairdo salon and they've just done that where it's, it, it's a crapshoot. And that can be just super stressful. I don't know why people want to put themselves through that. I, that. That would be so stressful for me, like just a hop stylist to stylist, not giving anybody a real, a real shot. So we're talking trust today, and this is going to be an interesting topic, and there's going to be different layers that we can maybe go into in other episodes, but the bottom line is that it's really hard that, that we know that how trust is. It's really hard to attain it, but it's easily broken. But what if we changed our mindset around trust? So many people want perfection in order to have trust. Perfection just can't be reached. I don't know what our obsession is about expecting perfection. It doesn't, it doesn't exist in your partner, in business. Uh, I've been to restaurants where the food has been awesome every single time, and then one time it's not, and I'm supposed to just throw it all away. No, I would trust them to know that, hey, this is all messed up, and... 
they're going to bring me out a new plate. And that's how I built, that's how trust is built. I know that they're going to take care of me if there is a mistake made. We just don't even know. You don't know when you come in to see a stylist, like if it just happens to be a bad day or an off day, or maybe her scissors hadn't been sharpened in, in enough time. But what if you came in a couple, uh, you know, the next time you got your hair done and it was an awesome haircut? So while it is the stylist's job to do their best, put their best foot forward, you know, there's, there's nobody is nobody is perfect. I've never seen a perfect hundreds and hundreds of reviews and they're all five stars. It just doesn't happen. So we need to we need to change our mindset on the trust factor. And if you think about how much we actually trust, it's kind of it's kind of incredible. We trust that the food at a restaurant is fresh if they say it is, right? And no one did anything gross to it. We're eating food, they say it's fresh and nobody messed with it. We trust that the food, like I said, we trust that the food is fresh, that the meat is sourced the way that they said, the veggies are clean, and that they say that it's real meat, right? Well, think about candy. All those individual little pieces, they came on a board, you know, they, a factory at a factory. They're on a belt. We're, hope, we're, we're assuming that it is clean every single time. And that goes for anything prepackaged. I mean, what, what just came out recently? It was like an E. coli spreading from romaine lettuce that just affected like a ton of people. Like we trust everybody to be doing the right thing. And the hardest one for me, you know, like we trust dentists, you know, poking and prodding our teeth. The hardest one for me is cars, right? I don't know everything about cars. It's impossible. I mean, for me, because I don't work on cars for a living, obviously, but being... I have to trust that that car guy is doing what's best, what's best for me and what's best in what is in my best interest and that they're not trying to sell me stuff that I don't need or fixing stuff that's not really broken. You know, you've seen, we've seen the news, the news, uh, the news stories on that, but it's hard to trust. And, but it's so freeing when we do, like when we find that dentist, when we find that restaurant or that person or, that stylist or that salon. And I found an article, uh, her name, it it was in the Huffington post. Uh, this is back in December. Let me check this here. December of, yeah, December of 2017. And she talks about how she was such a nitpicky, person when it came to her her stylist she would always sit down with the hairstylist tell her all the cowlicks and all the layers where they wanted them and all the issues that she had with her hair and was basically telling them how to do the haircut and not letting them do their job and and recommend things for her and and give her suggestions as the professional and she just decided you know what i got a she got a referral from a friend and she went to the stylist and she said just going to let go. I'm just going to let go. Hey, this is kind of the length that I wanted at, but I want you to just do it. 
So she did. And the article is really interesting. I will put the article, the link to the article in the description so you guys can so you guys can check it out. But it, it, it's really, really interesting. And, it, and it's a big difference in her hair. And you can tell with her confidence uh, that, oh, and I need to give her... I need to give her the credit. Again, this is a this is a tough name, but her name is Anya Stresmian. Stresmian. I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. I, I, I got to tag her on Twitter, and hopefully she doesn't uh, hopefully she doesn't butcher me for for killing that. But um, a couple of the lines that she said in this article: If we're tearing, if we're telling hairstylists how to cut our hair, then what are we paying for? The non-rhetorical answer is that we are paying for stylist expertise and in exchange for their expertise, we give them our trust, which is so true. And then she, uh, later on down the line, she pointed out that one of the more confusing, you know, what, what happened? So she sat down with her stylist and started talking about how controlling clients can be. And her stylist pointed out that one or more confusing practices is when a customer brings a picture of a celebrity and is disappointed when they don't walk out looking like them. You can't, and, and she says, you can't superimpose your face on that celebrity's body. We have different head shapes, hair textures, the absence of a 24-7 hair and makeup team, a publicist, stylist, driver, pool boy, and so, so many other things. You can add bloggers onto that. You know, we have a lot of people coming in who see somebody, a, a, famous, a famous blogger on Instagram, and they want that exact hair but they're not the same hair type. And that's what professionals can flush out. And so it's, it's hard for people and, and clients. You need to understand when your stylist tells you it's not, it's not going to work out the same, you can't, you can't get mad at them. They're doing what's, what's best for you in that, in that situation. So it's a really, it's a really indus- in, interesting article. And her, her admonition at the end is to find someone who is really good, sit back, accept that complimentary glass of spa water or wine, and just relax. Remember, if you don't like it, your hair always grows back. Now, trust can be something, is, is, is again, I've, I've mentioned it before, it's always the hardest part, especially when it comes to your hair. Because once something's messed up with your hair, everybody can see it. And what do they say? Uh, hair is 90% of your selfie. You know, people are judging, you know, whenever you take a picture and we want to act like we don't judge people when, when they're walking down the street, like let's, let's be real. There's, there's a lot of judging going on. So, and we want to feel our best. We want to feel confident. We want to feel strong and beautiful and handsome or whatever the case may be. And it really starts with your hair. I mean, I don't, I don't even get my hair done and I feel better when I've shaved it all as opposed to letting it grow. To each his own. Some people, you know, some guys don't feel the same way, but that's, and that's okay. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go through a few things that, um, to avoid any pitfalls. So you need to do research, you know, to be able to find a stylist that you can trust, you need to do research. We are in 2018. If you are not picking up using your phone, if you're not looking online, like you're you're making it harder for yourself. And if they don't have a presence, that's going to be a red flag. And we'll go into some red flags later. But here's here's some first things. So research, find Instagram. 
Facebook, YouTube, Google, Snapchat, Vero. Uh, go to the salon website or their personal website if they're just a, a renter or a hairstylist. Uh, call in ahead of time to see what level professionalism they portray. Uh, two, manage your expectations. If you're showing pictures like, uh, like that was said in the article, if you're showing pictures of an actress or a famous blogger and you don't like... And you don't look like that person. Trust the stylist when they recommend a different route for your hair, whether that's the cut or the color, or if if your color is not going to be able to match up with theirs, whatever the case may be. Remember, their livelihood is based on people coming back to them over and over and over. Most stylists will do their best job. The ones I've always met, stylists that do their best job. I don't know very many that just don't do their best, don't put their best effort forward. Listen to the recommendations on hair upkeep. And I want you to know, if you say, I feel like my hair's flat, but you won't blow dry your hair and you won't put a product in, your hair's going to be flat. So listen to the recommendations like that. They will take care of it. They will, they will help you with that. You're not going to wake up with fabulous hair. It takes effort. So you need to accept that right off the bat. Uh, read reviews. Look, nobody is perfect. And when I say look at reviews, like I've seen salons where a lot of people go to them and they just have terrible review after terrible review, but because they're super famous or they've got a ton of followers on Instagram, they still go to them and then they're like, that was a terrible experience. Believe the reviews. There's going to be bad reviews. I know hairdo's got a couple, but we've got more positive than we do negative. And we've made mistakes. And when we've made those mistakes, we've righted those mistakes. We have gone back. We have done everything that we can to uh, give them a great experience and a great uh, provide great customer service. All right, so here's a few red flags to look for. Number one, if there's no online presence. Now, they don't need to be on all the platforms putting out a bunch of content. Like that, That's not something that you really need to, you really need to focus on. But if they, if they put all their effort into Instagram, go to their Instagram. Find them. Go through it. It's 2018. If a stylist isn't online or a salon isn't online, they, they, they just need to get out. Uh, take more If they take more than one day to respond, so if you call, leave a message or text, if they take more than one day, uh, I, I just would not, I, I would not trust that. I, I feel like that's super unprofessional. Uh, a poor consultation, or if they don't consult at all, that's going to be that it just shows a low level of professionalism. If you don't know anyone that goes there, if you weren't referred or you've never seen anybody go there, now the caveat to that is if they have if they have a, an online presence, a heavy online presence, you just move to the area and you're you're on Google looking for a salon, like you don't know anybody. If they have a strong online presence, they get a lot of reviews, then you can feel comfortable going. But if it's you don't know anybody that goes there and they're just they just happen to be the salon that's closest to you and there's no reviews, don't go there. <laughs> that, that, that would be terrible. That, that that that's a recipe for disaster. If it feels weird, it's probably weird. Go with your gut. We have had many clients say they walked into another place and they knew it wasn't going to go well and it did not then we are fixing the hair issues. Look, stylists need to continue educating. And, you know, there's some that I know work, who work from home 
who are fantastic. They they pay for the education. They work on themselves. They run themselves like a business, uh, that, and that totally works out. But the majority don't. They haven't done education in years. They just do the same thing, and they they're not up with what's what's happening and how formulas have changed in colors and stuff like that. So just know that if you go into a salon and it feels uncomfortable, like, you know, it's probably not going to work out very well for you. If they're not upfront with how much they're going to charge, too often I hear salons and stylists not talk about money, then charge whatever. Uh, It's a terrible feeling to leave with clients and, again, shows to leave clients with, with this like bill that they had no idea that they were going to be charged. And as a client, why are you accepting that? You're sitting there stressing out the whole time while they're coloring your hair. Like how much are they going to charge me? How much are they going to charge me? How much are they going to charge me? But it's a terrible feeling and it shows amateurism instead of professionalism. So if they're not telling you at least a, a, a rounded quote or a, a, uh, a range of dollars, you're just going to run into issues. Maybe not that time, but maybe in the future. If the haircut is super cheap, yep, cheap haircuts are not great ones. I don't care what anybody thinks. If you're paying $16 for a haircut and you're not happy with it, that's a you problem, a big you problem. You need to be able to let the stylist. There's so many people that come in, have come into hairdo, our salon. Not so many, but they're, 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 there's a handful that have come in who try to tell us they don't want the style part. Well, the blow dry part, that's when our stylists go in and do a lot of, do a lot of work on the hair. If you just go wet, like you're not getting the full experience and you're not getting the full haircut. And... So you're shortchanging it. So, and when they try to do that, they're like, oh, it's okay. I can leave wet or I can leave dry. Well, you know what? You've been out all day. You've got some hair product in your hair and you know, you're not getting the full, you're not getting the full haircut. So if you're trying to spend no money on your haircut, it's going to show and people can tell. One of the harder red flags to discern is that the stylist is doing things in your best interest, if they, if they are doing things for their best interest or yours. Uh, I have heard of stylists ignoring what a client was wanting and how they were explaining it because they didn't like the look. And the stylist did what they wanted and the client didn't like it because that's not what they asked for. A great stylist has a preference, has a technique, but can change it up when the client asks for something specific. And they, they, can, they can make that change and be adaptable. Now, here's one. If they overcurl your hair, now getting a curl after a haircut, that's cool because it's super pretty. Uh, stylists do a fantastic job of curling their hair, and it's, it's just something that, you know, looks awesome. But if they overcurl your hair, and two days later, we've had people, we've had people come to salons where they were like, or they, they come back to, they come to us, and they're like, I didn't like. I, I thought the hair was beautiful, and then I went and shampooed my hair, and it was a terrible haircut. I could see all the unevenness. So if they're over, if they're overdoing it, and then they shampoo the hair, and you go home and shampoo your hair or wash your hair or whatever, and it looks terrible, 
Like they just overcurled it. They mask that they're not a very good cutter. Now, I realize bringing up red flags, some of you may be nodding your heads, and maybe you've had experiences that have ruined your view on stylists. Uh, you know, for me, I, I have a chip on my shoulder every time I go into a mechanic, if I have to go to a new mechanic, because I've been burned so many times and nothing has ever been explained. So I, I understand as a, as a consumer and as a salon manager, I totally understand what people are, what people are going through. If you do your research, you will find a safe place to be with a stylist. And not only will they knock out your hair, but you will, be, you will have a great confident confidant and hair therapist. Or a salon, you know, the stylist. Like, there's, there's a lot of salons that do an awesome job of educating multiple styles. Like, making sure that stylists are educated constantly. And not somebody comes in to do the education, they watch the person, and they're supposed to remember everything. No, there are salons out there that really train their stylists multiple times throughout a year. So, it can be a place where you can try multiple stylists. And you can feel comfortable knowing that they've got that that sort of education. You know, I have met way too many stylists that care about their client's hair, even if their hair is not in the chair. So you come in, that person cares what you are going through when you go home. With your struggles, if you struggle with volume, if you struggle with thickness, your hair falling out, if you whatever you struggle with, it's just if you stylists want to help you. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned in the last, I believe it was in the last podcast episode, hair products is a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. You all are buying hair products. Listen to your professional hairstyles, wherever it may be. If they're suggesting something for you based on what you want to achieve when they're not around, listen to them and buy that product, buy that brand that they, that they do, that they, that they have in the salon, that they trust, that they get educated on. And they'll show you, they should, a good hairstylist will show you how to do that. Now, you hairstylists, don't break that trust by mailing it in on an appointment and taking clients for granted. Solve their hair problems. Educate yourself. Make yourself visible online and communicate clearly with them. Add value to your services and work to be better every day. If you are a stylist that is already doing that, man, hey, keep that up. But trust is something hard and it's something that you need to, you know, if you have a chip on your shoulder about a hairstylist or you do not respect the skill that it takes to have a great haircut or you can't tell, you just need to, you just need to kind of trust. You just kind of got to trust. It's... It's something that we all need to go through from from multiple standpoints, and I just know, like, if you if you guys do these things, if you if you go around and you really do research, you will find a fantastic stylist. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. I really, really do appreciate it. Again, if you'd like to email the show, if you want uh, clarification from this episode, uh, or if you've had trust issues with a hairstylist, or if you had had trust issues and then you found a stylist tell me about how that happened what did the stylist do i'd love to share that on the show how that stylist overcame 
that struggle, that, that trust issue with you. That would be awesome. So the email again is hairdouncut at gmail.com. The Twitter, you can always use the hashtag on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hashtag hairdoMesa. Find us on Instagram at hairdosalon. That's hair underscore D-O salon. And on Twitter is at hairdoMesa. And then on both Twitter and Instagram, I am at Paulson J. Healy. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to interact with you. Thank you so much. And make it a great hair day, everyone. 